The Great Independent Podcast, powered by Pacific Crest Insurance, where independent insurance agents and industry leaders talk about the highs and lows of starting and running a successful agency. Learn the common trends and struggles of independent insurance agents. Go to PacificCrestInsurance.com for more on how to be a successful independent insurance agent. Okay, welcome back to another podcast. Today we have an awesome guest, Elizabeth Langley. She's a financial advisor here in the area. Um, Elizabeth, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, before we get started, maybe for our listeners, just uh, maybe I could have you give a brief description of what you do um, from a day-to-day perspective and you know how you got into the industry. And then we can kind of maybe dive into some questions after that. Sure, that sounds great. Well, a little bit about what I do. I'm a financial advisor at a national uh, wealth management firm. And what I really do is a combination of both investing and planning. I focus on businesses, individuals, families, and multi-generational wealth. So quite a broad reach. And I think uh, most financial advisors kind of cast a wide net. Um, There's some specialization in that, of course, but it's really a planning-based business where then I run all of the investments of just typical traditional investments like stocks and bonds portfolios. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So that's what I- and, and I feel like uh, definitely for our agents out there, um, you know, there's a lot of overlap there. So maybe we can dive into that. You know, how does um, risk management play a role in, in what you do in managing clients' portfolios? So that's a great question. And I, I have to agree that, uh, in the insurance industry, there is quite a lot of overlap with what we do in the wealth management industry. Um, a huge part of what I do when I work with a client is that planning piece where I present myself as a personal CFO to my client or the business, et cetera, where I'm really identifying the risk factors in their lives through extensive planning processes And I think that's the direction that the SEC has pushed wealth management in general. So it's safe to say that most financial advisors are going to have some aspect of their business with their client where they're really trying to identify all of the perspective of risk in that person's life and then find solutions to that. And I know that's a lot about what um, insurance agents also uh, are tasked to try to do for their clients. And specifically, I think the process of going through the like their lives, identifying their goals, figuring out their risk profile, and starts to pretty much identify like what are the products that will be a solution and what are the problems that I'm identifying for them. Certainly, it doesn't look like problems to a client. It looks like this is my life. Hey, it's an exciting opportunity. Um, I I have here now that I'm an executive at this company, and I have a kid that is, you know, really excellent at a sport, and I have another kid that's about to go to college, and, you know, my wife is really interested in this this new kind of lipstick she invented, you know, weird things that are all exciting aspects of their personal lives, and they look to me and oftentimes to an insurance, insurance agent as a risk. So how do you identify then 
the things that come around those life goals, which are so positive, and provide stability so that they're successful. Absolutely. Now that, that makes total sense. And I, I would say, would you say almost every situation you get, um, like it, I, I guess the discussion around talking to an insurance agent, does that come up in almost every situation? Well, I would say that um, not in every situation, but in the length of a relationship with a client, you eventually will get there. Yes. So for me, I don't try to go whole hog on a client. And I think that, um, you know, every financial advisor is different, but a relationship grows over time. Um, And the difference for an insurance agent versus a wealth management advisor may be that we have a real longevity of relationship. And it is, I think insurance agents do as well, but um, it can be one-off. It can be almost contractual um, interactions for uh, on the insurance side. As, uh, as a financial advisor, you really have a long-term relationship. And any partnership that you bring in over time, you know, is a risk to that relationship that you have. So, you don't bring everything in at once. And if I'm working with a client, I'll identify the things that I want to do immediately that, and then over time work maybe over two or three years to identify and bring in um, partners that solve those issues. So it really benefits me to have um, a long-term good working relationship with an insurance agent that I know I can then bring in as the solutions are needed. But yes, eventually to answer your question the long way, I get to, yes, I need insurance for this person. And it may be life insurance. It may be car insurance. I just had a client who received an offer after working with him for years. He received an offer to take um, a, an ownership stance in his company. And in order to fulfill the requirements that the company's insurance has, he has to personally indemnify himself on many different areas of his, like, auto, home, et cetera, more than he currently has insurance. And without fulfilling those goals, he wasn't able to accept the position to run this company. So, you know, it's a, it's a little example of how important it is that he has that he has a good working relationship with me who then can go out and find partnership. Absolutely. No, um, that kind of leads to my next question. So when you are looking at um, partners, um, as far as an insurance agent, things like that, what do you, uh, obviously there's a long-term relationship that goes into it to build trust and those types of things, but what would be some of the characteristics that you typically find, you know, after having, you know, a, a decent length of relationship and, uh, what are the, some of those characteristics? Characteristics in the partner or yeah, yeah like in the agent. So like what, what how do they b- build trust with you? And when do you decide that, you know, this is a good, good partnership? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think part of that is just their ability to listen and then provide a solution. I mean, I think that uh, we are all in the business of doing business. So there's a certain element where you want to provide solutions, but you also want to get paid. And, um, and it's an important aspect because we don't do this for free. You know, we are offering a service and it's worth something. Um, so finding a partner that is very transparent um, and honest and like, look, I know we both are here to get paid. Um, but I know that the primary reason for me as a legal fiduciary to this client is to provide service to this problem 
or this risk and like take the risk off the table in a way that's effective and, you know, it may not be the glory be of the most expensive policy you've got. But I want to see it, you know, I want to see just an honest accounting and then just the speed of the transaction. I think that's pretty important. Like, are, if it's not going to be fast, are we really always in communication? And and those factors, I mean, things aren't always fast. Underwriting on certain types of policies just goes on and on. That's fine. Like, just the ability to be constantly in communication and really transparent and, um, you know, I think they, they don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. They don't have to be the funniest guy in the room. They just have to be honest, transparent, and just trying to get the job done. Absolutely. I mean, you're passing off like a relationship that you work very hard for. And in a lot of ways, their performance is probably, it's going to reflect on you. So as long as you're kept in, not, you're not in the dark on things, um, I think yeah. you probably feel a lot more comfortable. That's it. And I think that that's it. Like I, I'm going to 100% take the, the blunt, the blunt force of any like screw up in a referral that I make. And that's going to be to anyone, you know, a, an attorney, a CPA, um, and an insurance agent, any, any partnership that I bring into a relationship. And I feel very fortunate because um, wealth management advisors, financial advisors are a great relationship to have for someone else that's in that service industry because we do have our client's ear. We have their trust. And that's like the number one thing we're building is that they come to us for all of their financial needs. That's not always going to be the case. Sometimes it's the CPA that has that relationship. Um, I certainly try to cultivate it in my clients because it gives me some kind of control over how I am mitigating the risk. And it gives me a lot more security in the fact that my butt is on the line legally for their investments. And if I don't understand their full financial picture, their investments will not correctly reflect the risk profile that they have in their lives. So it's, it's huge for me to have those relationships. Um, and they're, they're an awesome opportunity, I think, for both um, insurance agents to have partnerships with people that do what I do and vice versa. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have, we work with obviously uh, a lot of agents who are kind of building a book and they're building their um, network of partners, things like that. I'm sure in the industry you're in, you probably get quite a bit of calls um, from people that would like to be your partner. Um, they, I'm sure that can be annoying <laughs> at some times. Is there, is there ways that you prefer to be reached out to? Or, I'm sure everybody's a little bit different, but just maybe from your perspective, um, if, if there's an agent that's out there looking to build a partnership, is there ways that you'd prefer to reach out? Well, I do get a lot of, it's interesting to me because the people that reach out to me are not who you think they would be. It's not typically insurance agents that reach out or attorneys or CPAs or those partners. I actually find myself having to network pretty excessively to try to build relationships like that. And the people that come and sell to me constantly and drive me crazy are people selling investments that they want me to sell to my clients. Ah, gotcha. And so, uh, so I, I would recommend that, like, you know, if you, you, I love the idea that you guys are promoting that your insurance agents to have healthy relationships with financial advisors. And I, I know that there are some agents that are doing that, but I don't think it's a huge number. So just picking up the phone and introducing yourself, hey, let's get a coffee. LinkedIn is an awesome space. You know, we are in sales just as much as an insurance agent is in sales. So 
if I get somebody LinkedIn me and saying, Hey, I, I, I kind of do what you do, but it's different. I'd love to talk to you about it and see if we can help each other build each other's business. Well, gee, that's, um, th- those are magic words to me. You say to me, look, I'm trying to build a business and I know you are too. And uh, let's put our heads together. I'm not going to take anything from you. Um, but I think we could really benefit from each other's support. Boy, those are great words for me. So I would respond to any kind of outreach like that. And um, that I don't think is, I get a lot of like marketing people and pe- stuff like that, that, but I don't get a lot of uh, people that, whose businesses come alongside mine, actually. Oh, that's interesting. And I kind of, I kind of thought that, um, I feel like this is definitely a partnership that everyone kind of knows they should have, but I just don't see as many insurance agents that have really dug in and, and tried to build those relationships. So I appreciate right. that. That's, that's confirmed it. But, um, so you mentioned LinkedIn, uh, for the, what is your area that you cover? Are you local there? Um, no, I have a national practice. Um, I'm licensed in 47 states. So I travel quite a bit, but I um, I have quite a big local practice, um, both in the in the city of Boise and then in the whole state of Idaho, which you know that's pretty typical in Idaho that it would be more of a smattering of Idahoans rather than just a um, one region of Idaho because of our population base. Yep, uh, uh, absolutely. Well, that's great. Um, we will. Uh, you, you mentioned LinkedIn. Um, we will add your contact information um, in the description um, for our team. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that we missed that you may want to, you know, let agents know or um, things? Anything else? Well, that yeah, that's a good question. I would just say um, that there are a bu- there are so many solutions that I don't have for my clients that I've identified like they've got issues that only insurance solves and like really fascinating, interesting stuff. I would just leave on that note that like, Hey, my highly uh, compensated individuals that are trying to pull money out of their, uh, out of their paychecks, you know, there's a bunch of different insurance uh, things that you can do there that nothing else can solve that problem. There's no other, once you've maxed out your retire, like federally approved retirement vehicles, boy, nothing else gets it out of your picture. Uh, you know, there's multi-generational family wealth. There are a smattering of different kinds of policies, not just life, that, uh, but even just like some creative home policies and et cetera, that really solve problems there. And I think like bringing your creativity to a financial advisor um, where you're, you just say, well, what are your problems going on with your client? They may not know that you have an answer for them. They may just know they have problems with their client, and they don't know that there's an insurance vehicle that will solve it. But I've had some great luck um, with with partnering with insurance providers because they do solve interesting issues, you know, captive insurance, et cetera, that nobody else can solve. So I think it's a it's a great opportunity. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that, but that that's that's awesome. I appreciate that. Well, well, great. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. I hope we can speak again. And um, that was a lot of great information. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of questions and um, <laughs> we may be reaching out to you to pass those along. So thank you so much, thank Elizabeth. You. And um, we will talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks so much. <laughs>